0: G'day, my name's Braden French, and you're listening to Work Experience Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everyone. My name's Braden. I'm excited you're here. Coming up soon, I'm joined by four of my friends. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be a second-generation Tongan Australian person in this Uniting Church. A fascinating discussion. We also play a brand new game, which I know we're all excited about. This one's got its own theme song, but I don't want to give it away yet. You're going to have to hang around. Before we do that, though, we're just going to quickly... Check the emails and the calendar. Make sure we all know what's coming up first. Now, after last week, when, you know, we had a few technical difficulties, the emails have been running hot. I'm just going to give you a few of them. The first one here is from a loyal listener, Tim. He writes, thanks for the recommendation on the Ron Burgundy podcast. Now I have something good to listen to. Right. Well, I assume you mean in addition to this podcast, Tim. But uh, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, Another email here, well, it accuses me of not ever recording the interview with Andrew McDonough, but simply using that as an excuse to cover up my lack of organisation. So, in response to that outrageous, slanderous accusation, I'm going to play you a few moments of audio from that interview, and you've brought this on yourself, friends. Here's a few moments from the interview I recorded with Andrew, recorded at doing 110 kilometres an hour down the freeway between Shepherdon and Albury. Uh, when we were told to love one another, it seemed like we almost just decided to make churches the easiest place to do that. Yes. Whereas what you're talking about there is that this is a challenge and we're called to love uh, all our neighbours, our friends, regardless. to right. right. right ahead there, right? Sorry, everyone. It's about to go to Wankerland. Yeah, right. so, well, that without That would be important poor you yeah. said and that, friends, was the good part of the interview. The final email that I thought was worth sharing today is one from the Academic Committee of the International Association for the Study of Youth Ministries Oceania Conference, happening in Auckland in August later this year. And friends, your humble host here, Braden French, the youth ministry guy for the Uniting Church in VicTaz has been invited to present some emerging research, a paper to this conference, about biblical hermeneutics of migrant adolescents in the Uniting Church. I know, I don't understand any of those words either. But essentially, I'm going to be spending the next few months trying to map how it is that young migrant teens and young adults understand the Bible in relation to the Uniting Church's core understanding of the biblical texts and what we might learn from that, what we might be surprised by, and what does it say about the sort of church we've become and are becoming. So every few weeks, I'm going to drop in a little bit from my research, the people I'm meeting. I hope that's all right. I hope you're interested. The paper needs to be written by June. Then I'll present in August, and then it might be available to, you know, the general public later this year. I'm not sure. We'll see. There's a long road ahead. But I'm really excited about that, and I hope you might be interested in the adventure as well. A quick check of the diary tells me that there's two things coming up that you might be interested in. The first one is the School Strike for Climate, happening on March 15. Now, this event started last year in Australia. It happened in Europe previously. But an exciting opportunity for students who care about climate change and want to hold our government and leaders accountable for their inaction, can mobilise, can take action and send a clear message. There's plenty more information at their website, SchoolStrike4, the number 4, climate.com.au. I encourage you to check it out and let your young people know about it. If you're a student yourself, you might want to connect with one of the gatherings in major cities all across Australia. I encourage you to uh, take action because we know that our leaders haven't done enough so far. The other thing coming up, of course, is the Surrender Conference towards the end of March. This podcast is hosting the Uplate program on the Friday night in the Uniting Church and Cornerstone Community Tent. I can now confirm that the guests at Uplate are Joy Hahn, Seth Carroll and Justin Duckworth and a special musical guest. So that'll be great fun. An hour or so after the program is finished, when everyone's supposed to be in bed, we're going to rock out, uh, have a chat, play a few games. We might even play Surrender Lit or Quit. I'm not sure. But the only way to check it out is to make sure you're there. So head to surrender.org.au and register now. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference. Now, friends, no more announcements. Let's jump in. I'm joined by my four friends, Sione, Manu, Joyce, and Nia, and we have a wide-ranging chat. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. I'll be back at the end to say goodbye. Special episode today, as I'm joined by four guests uh, at the Work Experience Podcast. First time we've ever had five of us in the studio, so who knows where this is going to go. Guys, do you want to introduce yourselves, let everyone know who you are, where you are, uh, maybe something that we should know about you guys, Manu. Why don't you kick us off?
1: Okay. Uh, my name is Manu. I live in Brisbane, Queensland. I'm part of the second gen team for TNC. Well, what else you aware? What else do you want to know?
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. We're going to talk about that TNC thing uh, a bit later. Uh, okay. sioni
2: my name's Johnny Aherboto from Melbourne, Victoria. I am also part of the leadership team for TNC. Uh, also uh, one of the panel members for the Disciple of the Next Generation Circle and, you know, a ballet dancer. Thank you very much. Good plug. Good plug. Uh, we'll talk more about ballet. Uh, Joyce.
3: Malolele. My name is Joyce. My second time to be on this podcast and I'm yeah. real to dis- to be part of it. Um, from Sydney, Australia and to everyone listening on this podcast, um, my Instagram name is jcry09, so another plug there.
0: Good plug. And uh, Nia, <laughs> Nia, our fifth, our fifth member of tonight's conversation.
3: Thanks, Brandon. Um Hey, everyone. My name is Virginia Lavaki, also known as Nia. i um, Currently the TNC second gen leader, and I'm from Queensland, Australia, Sunshine State.
0: All right. Welcome, everyone. Now, you know, keen listeners will have picked up that we have uh, four uh, Tongan young adults, members of the Tongan National Conference second gen committee, four people. I'm super proud to be friends. That's basically how I get people uh, to come on the podcast is just by calling in favors. Uh, But guys, thank you for joining us. Now, some of our audience, particularly our international audience, uh, their only real knowledge of Tonga is uh, the flag bearer at the Olympics. Uh, So today, (laughs) oh, my gosh, what a hottie. But today we're going to uh, have a bit of a chat around, uh, will be an educational podcast. People might learn something. Uh, But we're also going to talk specifically around uh, your experiences in Australia as second gen young people uh, and and what that entails and then what the church needs to hear and can learn from you guys and, and who knows where we'll end up with this. But uh, coincidentally, I've, we've actually been developing a new sort of game for this podcast. We, we're known for our games and I thought we might try it out tonight with you guys. Would you be up for that? Yo, yes, excellent. Now it's even got its own sort of intro, uh, theme song. So I'll just hit the button here and then we'll start the game. Tong and Trivia. Here we are.
2: Uh, uh,
0: how appropriate that my uh and friends are on the episode that we're debuting. Trivia. Uh, now, how this is going to work eight questions. Uh, I'm going to ask each of you uh, one question. We'll go round the circle, and then you'll get your second question. Uh, the winner is the person who gets the most points. If it's a tie, I have one tiebreaker. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And the prize is uh, corned beef. So. Um, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first round is. Uh, Tongan customs or cultural celebrations. I'm going to say it in my very best Tongan accent. And I want you to, in a sentence or two, uh, first of all, tell us what it is and why it's significant. Okay? And we're going to start with you, Joyce. Okay. Uh, Joyce, what is Taolunga?
3: What is Taolunga? Okay, yes, easy question. The Tonga Taolunga is a cultural, significant dance, danced by young, single women, girls, um, before they are married. Okay. And it's a traditional dance where girls um, show off what they're wearing, probably um, made by their aunties and grandmas an extended family and they wear tongue and oil while they dance uh, to show their virginity. Yes. Yep. Uh,
0: tick, ding. Correct. Well done. Oh. Uh, Bruce is on the board. Okay. Let's go to um, Nia. Fai What is Fai <laughs> Depends
3: what you're doing with the Fai It can be, um, If you like a girl, a boy might go to the girl's house and ask to have bai guava with the girl and the girl's family,
2: or
3: (laughs) or you can drink guava as a way of socializing. How the men um, drink guava at church, or they have a little guava club, and they do it as a way of socializing, singing, relaxing, and yeah, having a little chit chat. Or you can use guava at a graduation or wedding um it just makes the celebration so much
0: more bigger making okay. things correct Ting. correct <laughs> one point to you yeah. um let's go to manu um puaka what is puaka <laughs> puaka is a pig it's it's probably one of
1: the it's uh, oh i don't really Ooh. How do I explain how significant a buaka is? Like, so it's you a pig, it you won't get but a it, point. <laughs> um, If you give me a buaka, I'll answer.
0: So... Um, when, when, so would, when would we eat it? When would we eat the pig?
1: Uh, you'd eat it at generally like a big gathering. So at a feast, it's common to see... A buaka or ten at the feast, or if um, you're giving a gift, say if you're going to a funeral or you're going to um, a wedding, you can give give a pig. That sounds. And like that. and it's um <laughs> one up. of the Tongans' favorite favorite um meat, red meat. Yeah. yeah, excellent.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, Sione, uh, to tie it up. I think this is
2: uh pohiva what is pohiva 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 um you usually describe it's like a it's a service which um it's mainly uh, mainly uh, around um music or singing of uh you know uh, choirs maybe or different little um, communities within the church choirs uh, like they have all their own choirs and singing maybe the women sing or the you know, it's just like, and it sort of goes like a, almost like a round robin kind of thing between all these little different small choirs and that within the service. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually like a, small, if you say it in a balangi term, or, you know, uh, it's like a praise and worship for in Tongan culture.
0: Is it true that it is actually a competition, but that you're not allowed <laughs> to um, say that?
2: Is it a yeah, it's it's, a, it's secretly a competition of um, who is who has the better you know uh, choirs or singers and that, but we don't we, we all pretend that we all like you know keep that you know it's all for God. Sometimes yeah. it is a competition. Great face yeah. of grace. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Great. Uh,
0: ting. Correct. Okay. So we all got one. That was the easy round. Uh, apologies for my mispronunciations. Uh, but round 2 round. <laughs> is where we get uh tricky okay let's go to you Joyce uh
3: the current king of tonga what is uh, his name uh, <laughs> the current king of tonga's name is king we google it um george the bold the number 6 king correct wow.
0: correct <laughs> Uh, now, our viewers obviously couldn't see the assist from Nia, uh, <laughs> but uh, well done. Team effort. Okay. Team
3: effort,
0: uh, my Lord. Nia, uh, since you helped out a friend, you can answer this one. Who placed the crown on the king at his recent coronation? Ooh, good question.
3: I <laughs> from the United Church, hey? Yes. Um. <laughs> I can't
0: remember his name. Uh, Reverend Dr. Darcy Wood, former Darcy. president Darcy. of the Uniting Church. Read my lips, man. lives, I say lives in uh, Gisborne, just near me. And okay. we're actually hoping to have Darcy on as a guest and his story of the coronation is amazing. Uh, so, but Nia, to redeem yourself and earn some pride back... Why did a palangi have to place uh have to place the crown on the king?
3: Because no Tongan is allowed to touch the king. Okay. Especially the head of the king. Just the just head
0: like. of the king. And so who gives the king his haircut?
3: Um himself.
0: <laughs> Correct. We think. We think. Okay. Manu. How oh. many islands make up Tonga?
1: Um uh, like maybe, um, like maybe
0: 300. And I
1: don't
0: know. How many main clusters of islands are there?
1: Oh, six, seven?
0: And three. You're trying. Oh. I mean, you're getting, you're getting I know. the crowd's with you. They want you to get something <laughs> right. I can't uh, even, I can't see them. Yeah, well, it's a podcast. They can't see you either. Um, oh. There are 170 <laughs> islands. Whoa. Uh, oh. in three groups and I'm not going to try and pronounce uh, the, the names of those groups um, oh, bye, bye, bye. correct um, thank you for the assist my brother uh, can luckily, I get that point? no uh, so far <laughs> Joyce is on two points Nia's on one and a half <laughs> Manu is possibly losing points uh, uh, Johnny, last question. Uh what is my Tongan nickname? Why didn't
1: I get this question?
0: Be quiet, Brisbane. Mahi <laughs> oh. mai Correct. Ding. Correct. Okay. Now uh so we now have a tiebreaker. Okay. And this will be the closest answer wins. Joyce Johnny. I'm so nervous. It's amazing. The first episode of Tongan Trivia, and we need the uh tiebreaker. <laughs> Of the 170 islands that make up Tonga, how many are inhabited?
3: Ooh. Mm.
0: Closest we answer, answer wins. Or not? Sorry?
3: Are we answering it at the same time or You're
0: no? not in this. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's just between Joyce and Sione. And yeah. they can yell uh, out Joyce. whenever they want.
2: Sione, are Ch- you know, Googling? Joyce. I would say 15. 15?
3: I'm going to say
0: 36. Okay. The correct answer, according to Google, 48. So, hey! Joyce, hey! you win. Wow. That probably changes uh, regularly, but uh, Google knows everything. Friends, uh, thank you for playing. I think that'll be back. That was fun.
3: Um, all right. Am I picking up that price anytime soon?
0: Oh, I ate it while we were playing.
3: Oh. My bad. Make <laughs> a Joyce. Yes. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have it delivered. Friends, the Tonga National Conference and the second gen committee uh, that you're all uh, key leaders in, and it's, been, it's developed a bit of a reputation in the Uniting Church. Been around for uh, the Tonga National Conference, been around for 31 years. Uh, second gen committee nearly turning 10. This is year number 10? Yes. Um, So tell us a little bit about, uh, not so much the history, but what does it mean and what does it actually, uh, what actually happens um, for those of us who just sort of heard rumors um, and, you know, and references to it, but maybe don't really understand what goes on. Nia, I might invite you to start us off, but others can, you know, correct as we go.
3: Um, cool so the Tongan National Conference second Gen team is a group of um, young Tongan um, volunteers who work together throughout the year to put together programs for the young people for second um, or TNC. It's not just programs for the young people but they also look after the backstage stuff and the running of the whole conference itself. Um, one of our biggest things that we do is how to how do we um, provide tools, skills and programs to help encourage, empower and enrich our young people to, um, you know, receive all these things throughout the weekend and then go back to the church and use those skills and tools that they receive from TNC and use within their local church, community and anywhere else they go. So um, as a second gen team, uh, it's an ongoing theme um last year our conference has moved to october um uh, we have a month off and then it's back into running again so uh volunteer work but um it's worth it for a lot of the young people that's in the team and yeah i'm sure that others will want to jump in and share um their experiences uh for myself i only joined about six years ago but i think joyce is um, one of the longest members of the um, second gen team she's one of the ogs so Joyce, if you want to elaborate more uh, TNC, the Tongan National Conference, is a weekend where Tongans from um, the national broad of all Australia um, can come together and witness and share God's love amongst each other within the Uniting Church. It's a weekend where generations can come together and worship, fellowship, uh, and a side of cultural Tongan stuff as well um it's a great weekend to be had by everyone and it um everyone does look forward to it for the annual gathering so yeah i'm really um I am one of the um what do you, what do you, how do you say it an advocate to the for the Tonga national conference during the year and for everyone who is listening yeah Tonga national conference is uh, the place to be um the this year it's during September. September. Yeah, and um, it's not just for Tongans. Um, Braden does come around as well. So, you <laughs> know, if they let him in. Everyone, everyone's, yeah, everyone's yeah, in. Coming, um, multicultural. Mm. Step yeah. by step, it's really good. It's great. You have multicultural churches come along. Yeah. Uh, mm. like, for example, Perth, they they have a mixture of other cultures besides Tongans. Uh, when Stop Purpose was still around from Shire. There was a mixture as well of different cultures. So even though it is called Tongan National Conference, we do, um, our doors are open to everyone and anyone, whatever denomination or whatever cultural background you come from. It's open to anyone who wants to come become a weekend of fellowship like Joy Shared, sharing and just, you know, talking about God's love and um, empowering each other as um, Christians to do God's work.
0: M- Manu, maybe you can help us get a, a sense of scale here. Um, because, mm-hmm. well, like, what are we talking? We're talking, you know, maybe fifty Tongans coming together. Like, what, what what happened? We've heard about a weekend. Who, who who's turning up?
1: Um, majority of the congregations are from New South Wales, but we do have one from Canberra, one from Melbourne. There are two congregations in Queensland who can only um, who only really make the trip when they can. But then we also have a congregation from Perth. Altogether, I'd probably say about. Seven to a thousand people, seven hundred to a thousand people,
0: a thousand people, including and, kids. And Sione, how many of those are turning up for the second gen program?
2: I would say close to sixty to seventy percent now of that of that number is is um, uh, youth and young adults second gen. So we're talking on it on a
0: scale that. I mean, we know it's the largest regular event in the United Church. We're talking on a scale that uh, uh, you guys are leading a team to minister and disciple. And I love, Nia, you had three words earlier about equip and encourage and what was the other one?
3: So empower, encourage and enrich.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. Um, (laughs) You know, five to 700 young people every year. And, and you guys are doing it out of your faithfulness and, and your servant your for servant heart, and, and these guys are paying to turn up, and it's just this phenomenon that keeps growing. And I know that other national conferences, like the Fijian Conference, the Korean conference, the New Middle East conference, are looking to TNC to say, how do we do this? How do we um, offer those E-words to our second gen themselves?" So that, that's really exciting and, and, you know, you guys do this all on top. So, uh, Nia, what do you do uh, when you're not organising this committee?
3: Um, you know, just chilling, living my best life. Okay. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm so currently studying a Bachelor of Theology. I'm looking into kind of Um, Hopefully finishing in two years. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing in uh time where I'm not um, doing TNC work or yeah
0: And Joyce, uh, you just started a new job. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
3: Uh, Yes sure did Um, I am the uh, Pulse field officer for the New South Wales ACT Synod It's a privilege and blessing to be part of this um, Pulse team where we support and um encourage the innovation and uh, people within and um, emerging generations within our synod. And um, we've just begun and the work is awesome. And it's given me a platform to help not only my local church, but a platform to help presbyteries around um, the synod Um, resources, sharing discussions And everything in between. So really happy where I am. So uh, if our audience are in uh,
0: New South Wales ACT, they should get in touch, right?
3: Yes. So if you're listening and you are within um, the New South Wales ACT Synod and you're a young person or if you're someone that is willing to share deeper um, within um, and seek God's kingdom within your church and within your presbytery and you are seeking God's kingdom within events, I'm the person that you're trying to look for. So the Pulse team is here to help you, um, whether it's with resources or whether it's um, just listening or if it's time to have a coffee with Joyce, I am available.
0: Fantastic. And happy and
3: willing to um, come find you wherever you may be.
0: Good plug, good plug. And uh, Sioni, I'm going to invite you. Uh, you are the youth leader at Canterbury Tongan Uniting Church, and w- what does that what does that involve?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll just correct was the youth leader a couple of years ago I have stepped down but I've taken up a role of um, mentoring and as a consultant uh, advisory kind of role to the youth leaders Um, pretty much just the uh, that role for me um, sort of helps them get a good you know, help them with the relationship between the um first generations in our in our in our church, um, to create a closer relationship and the um between that uh, first and second generation um in Canterbury. And so but my main role now is um, the worship leader, music director, whatever, for the um, intergenerational um, worship service that we hold at Canterbury Uniting Church, which is um, great fun for me, actually. Um, uh, just the, the service itself creates a space where we can worship together with um, the, our first-generation peeps and the second generation and the, and the generations to come. Um and you know uh, I have the utmost fun having great uh creating um music for that, so
0: yeah yeah cool and and I i 'm going to invite you because you will have done this as well so it 's fair to say that in uh migrant churches, youth leaders uh, and it 's all volunteer right you 're all uh invited into those roles. I know Joyce before you were doing. Um, this Pulse role, you were uh, serving in a similar role in Auburn. Shout out to the uh, Western Sydney. Uh, Nia, you've been involved in similar roles before. Manu, no doubt you as well. So there's a lot expected of of youth leaders um, in our migrant churches and you're all doing it out of uh, faithfulness and obedience and, and love. And yet there's a discrepancy that often you're doing uh, the similar work to where uh, mainly Anglo and larger churches are employing people to do that. And, and the church has to wrestle with that, I think, because uh, it, we create this sort of imbalance where, where churches have funds, they will employ someone. Uh, I mean, for two and a half years, I was employed by a church full time and we only had six to eight young people. Um, it was the best youth ministry gig ever ever. But there's a real discrepancy there, right, between and, and how do we be a national church and a multicultural church when uh, those with the funds get to decide how they're spent and uh, churches that may not have the funds but the opportunity and uh, possibly uh, position to maximize the investment, uh, there's, it's like a, there's a dualism there that isn't helpful. Anyone want to comment on that? Nia, you look uh, itching to say something. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I mean, um, it's something that we do find. Um, sometimes it, it is a little bit hilarious um, because, you know, the work that we do uh, within our own communities, it's not just us as youth leaders, but, you know, you got stewards, you know, all of that sort of stuff. The jobs that we do, yeah, we don't get paid for, but we don't look at it as a way where, You know, oh, my gosh, we're just doing this volunteer because we have to. Serving God and doing God's work is the biggest blessing that you can ever have in your life. And I think that's something as Tongans when we're taught from such a young age um, is, yeah, being a servant is the biggest blessing than over anything else, um, if that makes sense.
2: Okay. Even when it doesn't feel like a blessing, eh? (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Joyce, did you want to? Did you yeah. want to say something um, about that shift and about that imbalance and stuff? What's
3: your? Uh, yep. So I, <laughs> I've crossed over and getting paid now. The sweet, uh, <laughs> sweet point. And it is a sweet, and yeah, like it's a sweet gig that um, I have been blessed with. Um, but I truly believe with volunteer working as a volunteer for the church is my is my bread and butter that's what i been grow that's what I grew up with and that's what I know and understand with working for the Lord is you don't do it for the money but you do it for the blessings and um now that I have <clears throat> been blessed with a synod job, I still take um, my volunteer heart and make sure that um, one of my priorities and one of my goals is if i Whatever event that, I, um, event that I hold or whatever post does, I remember and understand that I have to be intentional with what I do because the work is not for me. It's not for the money. It's for the Lord.
0: Amen. Yeah, amen. Preach that. It's a useful reminder um, to all of us, I think, and, and many of the audience as well, uh, to keep ourselves grounded. And, um, yeah, thank you for that. Now, shifting along, What is what is the second gen experience in Australia like? Uh, We know some of the theory, and we can speak in generalizations around, um, you know, the technical words like diaspora and those sort of things. But what does it mean to for you to express your identity and I think your yeah your faith and culture in a land uh, like Australia? and in a church like maybe the United Church that, that says big things, but maybe doesn't always live up to them. Does anyone want to give us an insight? Um, you know, you don't have to name people like, and liability wise don't name people. Uh, but you know, Manu, maybe kick us off. What What is your, what's the experience like? What, you know, good, bad, tough, hard, fun, easy. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. well going like going back to the whole volunteer thing i think um it's it's part of our culture like we're raised to be helpful we're raised to to serve and give and it 's not just in volunteering like you know if someone 's having someone 's having a party everyone all the tongans are showing up with extra food extra you know whatever whatever's needed of us we 're showing up with extra. like and it 's not just tongans but um with the whole second gen thing in my youth. So I'm not the leader anymore, but I still attend. And I'm the oldest attending youth. I'm older than the leader of the youth because everyone else my age has dropped out of youth. Once they finish school, once they sort of get independence from their parents, they're no longer obliged or yeah, they're no longer obliged to be part of the church. Like, um, Yeah. So I, um, the struggle, the struggle is real. Um, even though at TNC we have lots of young adults, we have lots of youth, but in the, in the deeper pockets of community, there are a lot of them that are no longer like no longer part of the church or their parents are there, but you will never like, you hardly ever see them. And I have siblings, like I have brothers who do the same. They only come, on Mother's Day, Christmas Day, and when my mum is doing the malanga. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's real. There's, it's happening everywhere.
2: But
1: I don't, yeah.
0: You keep thinking, Manu, I'm going to ask you another question on the spot. What keeps you there? When peers, when, you know, it's easy to opt out, what keeps you uh, part of youth, part of church?
1: Um... One first, my faith. I I don't want to be just the attendee on Sundays that shows up only on Sundays out of obligation. I want to be a real part of the church, the body of our church, and how it grows, the direction it's going to go. And I'm in a I'm the next generation coming up. I'm part of that generation that's going to step up one day to lead. I if I look at sometimes I feel like when I look around peers my age, they're not there. We're missing a whole, we're missing almost a whole generation of people, which means our church is either not going to have those leaders for those years or the leaders that we currently have are going to stretch them out, stretch themselves out really thin to cover that time. Like, so I'm I'm not talking about everyone else or the other churches. But here in um Brisbane, I'm the only one there of in my age group the next the next age the next person closest to my age is in their early twenties and so there's a good there's a good eight to ten years there that isn't that's not accounted for in our church, and I just feel like I don't want to give up I don't want to be I don't want to give up on the church or the future of our church.
0: Mahalo, thank you for that real talk. That was, uh, thank you for sharing. That was great. Um, someone else want to uh, back that up? What, what What's your second gen experience like?
3: You mean in the church? Sorry, Braden. I'm yeah, just...
0: church, life, world. You know, what, 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 how does it impact? I mean, it's obviously a Palangi question, naive it impacts everything of course, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something you switch on or off, it's just reality. So I guess if you could, you know, step outside and reflect, you know, where do you see that? You know, what, where, where does it impact most? Where does the rubber hit the road, I guess?
3: I think being a second gen Tongan, you always have, you're wearing two hats. When you're with your people, you have your Tongan hat. But when you're with the wider community or the Anglo community, you got to put on your, your Australian or your Anglo hat. Like, we live in two different worlds. So, obviously, um, in the way that we dress, we talk, the way that we act, uh, conduct ourselves, you know, in the Tongan community, you know, uh, in times of discussion. You wait until you ask, or how do you feel? But you know, obviously, uh, when we were at NIARC earlier this year in Adelaide, um, I think a few of the leaders were a little bit, you know, what's going on, because there was such a big group of coal community, but none of us really volunteered because, you know, in our culture, we wait until you're asked. You know, can you do this or can you speak up about that? Um, I think sometimes being Tongan, we have boundaries where, you know. Um, we could have a lot to say and a lot to do, but because of respect to our elders, we listen more than we can share. So like, there's a lot of different boundaries mm-hmm. being the time um, that we do juggle with. And I think that's why, you know, Manu was talking about, you know, there's a big gap of young people, young adults leaving and then they come back when they're married with kids um you know they go live their best life or you know end up going to another church where they feel like their voice is heard or they can express themselves in a different way it is there's good and bad about being Tongan. i mean i'm 110 proud to be Tongan, but you know some days you're just like why does it have to be so difficult why can't we just be normal everything doesn't have to be with a blocker you know we can just have tea and tea it doesn't just always have cool. corned beef <laughs> can we yeah like you know what I mean like it doesn't always a have a to... bit of
0: coconut <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean that that's my understanding on you know like how it's been I'm 30 years old now and you know a lot of Anglo people by the time they're 21 they've moved out of home I still live at home I still have my parents you know she's, like
0: she's single lads
3: uh, no I'm not
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh breaking spoilers
3: oh. <laughs> Married to the Lord. Amen, Braden. Did you,
0: let's, let before I get in more trouble.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's something that we juggle with. And that's what we try and help with the second gen team is like, mm. you know, there's a lot of things in, in the church that we are juggling with because we don't know if it's part of our culture or is it part mm. of our religion. But as a Tongan, we can't always separate culture and religion because at the end of the day, it's, we are taught majority of the time that they are the same. Our culture is based on religion. So, you know, there's a lot of topics that we could argue back and forth with our parents about, um, you know, because things are different, uh, culture and religion. But, you know, that's one thing that we have to learn is how do we separate culture and religion at times in our lives.
0: Yeah, because one of the kings, former kings, dedicated Tonga to God, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, which, which
0: king was that? The first. The first king. For God and Tonga.
3: God Am and I, Tonga, my heritage.
0: There we go. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, it's phenomenal. I, it's phenomenal. Sione, what's your experience like, mate? Um,
2: well, um, right now I'm only seeing the um, the successes of, of what it means to to have an intergenerational kind of uh, community Um, so like uh, by growing up yeah, um, Mama talked about the big gap between you know uh, the ages of where they drop out and stuff like that Um, so when I came into youth ministry um, I was uh, you know 18 18 years old and the And the youth before me, the leaders before me were all about, they were already gone by then. So when I stepped into the game, but now I've, um, so it was really, it was really hard. Um, and due to the, uh, how do I explain it? Um, due to, yes, there was, there wasn't that much of a space for, you know, um, second generations to come up and, you know, um, and have a voice of their own. But um, since then, um, now in our church, uh, and mind you, this is a Tongan congregation, There is is an entire Tongan congregation. Um, now the elders, the elders of our, half of the elders in our church are all young adults. So they're all around the ages from uh, 20, 27 to about 35 so half of them, and 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 in the entire um, council, the church council is now made up of 80% young adults, young, uh, youth and young adults in the church council. Um, so there are like we're talking about like how hard it is and stuff like that, but at the same time there is like um, there is joy and there is victories um, and there is success stories that um, come out of this where we – you know, second generation and first generation can live as one. I mean, TNC is a great example of that, where we mm. second gen have now got a, a a big voice in the um in the conference, uh, which is due to a lot of hard work and people that have come before us, um to create these uh to knock down these barriers and. You know, even though that there is victories here, there is um, still a struggle because um, you know some Tongans they they're very hard-headed like coconuts, so you got to really crack it sometimes. But um, but it's good fun. I I love I love cracking those coconut heads because um, it gives me a big smile and a laugh afterwards when they're like oh, actually, oh, the kids are right, you know, or oh, the youth is right. Oh, yeah, let's, you know, change our ways. But it does work. But, you know, at the same time, you know, um, we don't do it out of disrespect. We do it with respect and love, you know. Mm. Um, Joyce? Uh,
3: my experience as a second-gen Tongan um, within our my own um, community and um within my own space, is I think we're at a time where the generations are trying more open and more understanding to um, knowing that there's a difference and they're willing to work together. I know that um, great insight from the others with their communities and church councils, how young people are stepping up Um, within my own community. I see that a lot. Which is great initiative because it allows younger people to be more confident um, where they stand within their church and be more open to um, talking about what they believe and to share their own understandings. I know if this was my parents' generation, they would have to just sit there and listen, and if they were asked to say something, they'd have hard life to like look around and figure out. What, whatever they were about to say was going to be right or wrong. But now I see um, with uh, more education, more space and more learning within, um, and more working together with um, each other, that there is a space for um, everyone to share, um, everyone to learn more and everyone to be more willing to learn. Because I know um, with my own experiences as Tongans, we can be a bit stubborn, um, not wanting to hear what's right or wrong. But I think this is there's a generation. Um, this is a generation of being able to sit there and be like, "Oh, so that sounds good. Maybe we can work on that. And maybe if you can help me do this, we can meet in the middle." So I'm excited um, for what's going ahead um, within my own community. And I'm excited for everyone else's because it sounds um,
0: great. Well, thank you. Now, uh, it would be fair to to listen to all those responses and be filled with hope and optimism and, and you know, just get really excited. But I know uh, through spending time with you guys and, you know, generally being a pretty woke guy that... Uh, We haven't touched on some of the big issues that are part of the reality and around racism and prejudice and and institutional sort of um, imbalance. And so we're going to do this again and we're going to have like a really negative, depressing, tough, challenging episode if you guys would like to come back where we actually unpack some of those challenges. This has been amazing and inspiring, but I don't, I didn't want to finish by and, and not ignore that actually you're doing all this up against some pretty uh, built-in injustices, and so in in my mind that just elevates what you guys are doing and and everything you've said. But I, I wanted to acknowledge that that is the reality, not my reality because I'm a straight white middle class dude.
2: Booyah! <laughs> but-
0: you know, it's 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 part of your stories and you're far all far too generous um, and gracious to bring that up today. So we're going to come back. We'll do that later in this season and we'll hear some of that. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up now. And my invitation to each of you is what's one thing you want the church to hear from you guys as second gen Tongan leaders? Now that can be personally or on behalf of all second gen Tongans, all second gen migrants. I don't care. You can... Uh, the the microphone is yours. Just what's one thing you hope they hear? Because people listen to this. I'm a, I'm surprised as you are. People listen and and they want to hear uh, your voice. So uh, let's start with you, Manu. What's what's your one thing?
1: <laughs> Probably going back um, to what you said earlier about the other conferences, looking at TNC because it's one of the it's one of the leading conferences in Australia. What I do want to say to the Uniting Church is. Don't just look at the numbers. Look at why. Like, why the Tongans do what they do. Why, like, it's not, about, it's not about the fruits. Like, look deep into the roots and try to understand, like, where the passion comes from. Oh, dude, that's
0: all I got. <laughs> Manu is dropping truth bombs. Wow, she'll have her own podcast soon. Uh, just <laughs> Manu's truth bombs. Thank you. Uh, Nia, what's one thing you want the church to hear?
3: Uh, What I want the church to hear, not just on a Tongan uh, perspective, but for the wider community, is that they be more acceptive and respective of the co-community. We're not just tokens. We are people. And I think for us to be able to move forward and work together, you need to start accepting the co-community and who we are and what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my favourite line that I throw around is that the the white church needs to stop asking the brown church to feed us and dance for us.
3: Correct.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: I think, think we've got a long way to go. And I think that's on us, not on um, the migrant communities. It's on the Anglos um, to, to sort it out. Uh, Joyce, what's, your, what's the one thing you want uh, folks to hear?
3: Um, to everyone listening to this podcast... Um, when working with the church, I think be encouraged to work with an open heart and an open mind to whatever um, everyone is to, to whatever to whatever everyone is saying. Because whatever everyone's saying, it's important. Not just don't be selfish about it, but be able to open your heart and mind to um, sharing God's love with each other. Excellent. And uh,
0: Sione, wrap us up. What's what do you think people should hear?
2: The we do exist we are here like um and don't be afraid i think don't be intimidated by our looks or our skin or our color or whatever like you just want to be part of everything and work together really let's just work together
0: excellent that's great now and, and like what I hear there is invitation. Now, guys, uh, that's all we have time for. I I know we could go on for hours, but um, my audience is pretty fickle. And uh, what what's what's really exciting? I've just been handed a note from the editors and the producer here is that if we're going to have another episode, that'll be another round for the <laughs> song. It'll be back. It'll yeah. Be back. Yay! Yes! Uh, fantastic. Which means that. I won't give Joyce the prize yet. She will have to defend her crown at round two and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll have to go find the, the good brand of... <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for joining us. Nia, Manu, Joyce, Sione, uh, you've, you've done yourselves proud. You've, uh, thank you for sharing your stories, your experiences with us. We treasure them. We will be back. Let's do this again. Do you all want to say goodbye to everyone?
3: Bye
1: everyone. Bye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: A massive thanks to the guys for joining me in the studio. It was a little cozy. I'm not going to lie. But I hope you really enjoyed the insights, the honesty and the vulnerability. We are going to get them back again to follow up and have another chat. But that's all we got time for today thanks for hanging around and listening. Can't wait for what's coming up this series. The only way to find out is to subscribe, to like us on Facebook, to connect via the website workxpc.com and we'll see you next time on Work Experience Podcast. lost we can totally uh edit this bit out um (laughs) thanks for listening though your (laughs) friends have just been sharing really deep personal things and you've just been like oh i was working on my snaps